2: now
4: Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Despite all the craziness and insanity in the world today, thank you so much to everybody hanging out there over in the foxhole chat, all of my friends over there on Rumble, Odyssey, I appreciate you guys so much. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Give me a boost by pushing it out there on your favorite social media platform. Hit that like button if you're not watching on Roku. If you're in the browser, please definitely hit that like button. Thank you so much, Debbie, for keeping the chat warm early. And, of course, Real Red Pill Fiance for being one of the first... To comment in the chat. We guys, we have a lot to talk about tonight. First of all, first and foremost is going to be the discussion surrounding the impending arrest of Donald J. Trump. Truly heralding the death of America. But how many times have I said this before? You gotta cut out the rod. You have to excise the tumor if you're going to save the patient. So, regardless of what happens tomorrow, I think we're in a good spot. I just want to remind everybody to keep a cool head. So, do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we will be right back after this. Good Lord. All right, we're back on the air. Thank you so much to everybody for being here. And... For putting up with the one and only mute gate incident of tonight. I want to say thank you very much to the people out there, not only on Rumble and the foxhole, but also on Odyssey and my friends on Getter and my friends on Twitter. Chloe Bear over here on Twitter says she thinks that Trump might have something on DeSantis. I love Ron DeSantis. He's a great governor. Uh, but if you're going to make me choose between Donald J. Trump, the boss himself and somebody else. It's always going to be Trump. Uh, you know, I, I feel a certain sense of loyalty to President Trump, but it's also the fact that Donald Trump has a proven track record of caring about America and making decisions that are best for the nation. Brian Lausch over there in the Rumble chat saying uh, hilariously, lock him up. Here is the thing, Brian. In order for someone to be locked up, they have to have committed crimes. And even more importantly than that, the justice system has to find them guilty. A jury of their peers, a grand jury, especially in a place like New York City, controlled by a bunch of brain-dead Democrats, could indict a hand sandwich. President Trump has not committed any crimes. The alleged crimes he is being accused of in New York and the Manhattan District Attorney's Office are made up, okay? It's a complete snow job. What it shows is the desperate nature, the desperate mindset of the current power elite here in America. There are a lot of strange coincidences happening with the announcement of these potential charges and this arrest and indictment. If this happens, mark my words, if this happens, they will make Donald Trump a martyr, and his popularity will skyrocket. Already among us hardworking American citizens who care about this nation, who want to see America restored, who want to see the guilty punished, we love Donald Trump. But it's not just us, because other people out there are watching what's happening, and they're saying something isn't right. Something smells bad. Zach is Trump's pool boy. Now, I'm not Trump's pool boy, but I know a good leader when I see one. Uh, and Brian, if you truly believe that your life and your finances in America are better under Joe Biden... Uh, then, you know, I, I really don't know what to say. Perhaps you've had half your brain removed in the same way that Joe Biden has. We're going to begin today. Uh, and also, you guys, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make a concerted effort to break down the stories into self-contained segments so I can do what I was talking about uh, about a week ago, taking them and and cutting them up and then re- releasing them individually. So if you got a certain story that you want to share with your friends, you can just share that one. It is going to take me a couple of extra hours of work, but uh, I figure it's worth the experiment. So let's begin here. Dr. Anthony Fauci has just had his own allegations made against him. Now, this may not be criminal, but certainly it's amoral because Anthony Fauci is married, isn't he? he He's a family man. He's got a wife. He's got a daughter, at least. I think she was working at Twitter, wasn't she? Wasn't she one of those executives at Twitter that was uh, suppressing the speech of people discussing factual information about COVID-19 and the safety and efficacy of the mRNA clot shots? Well, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Personally, I think that suppressing good information that would allow someone to make an objective and informed decision about their own health care, that should be criminal. But obviously, Twitter was a private company. They could do whatever they wanted when they had those left-wing morons running the show. Anthony Fauci, also, as a grown adult, he could do whatever he wanted. But doesn't make it right. If Anthony Fauci had a sexual relationship with a Chinese virologist at the Wuhan lab, there's a couple of different things that could be happening. He could have been getting fang-fanged. He could have been getting honey-potted. I think that's probably the most likely scenario right there. Ever wonder why Anthony Fauci chose the Wuhan Institute of Virology to hand over all that NIH money to? Well, if he was spending his sleepless nights uh, warming up with this Chinese virologist, well, maybe that had something to do with it. Sexual, sexual, that's right. Uh, So, let's go ahead and take a look. So, this allegation came out uh, on the program of my friend, former guest, April Moss. uh, uh, Her show is called Face the Facts. Anyways, she had a journalist on, a woman by the name of Ava Chen, and she said that Anthony Fauci had this sexual relationship with a Chinese virologist at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, of course, I can't verify this. I, I don't know this to be true by any stretch of the imagination. It's quite the claim, but it's also something that we may be able to fact check because Ava suggests that the American people filed their own Freedom of Information Act requests looking for email exchanges between Anthony Fauci and this Chinese female virologist who incidentally was 41 years younger then Dr. Anthony Fauci, bit of a silver fox type situation there. She says the infamous Fauci had a sexual relationship, sorry, an intimate relationship with the general director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, here in America, when you're sleeping with your superiors, that's generally something that's going to get people fired. But Obviously, because this is communist China, I think they probably were uh su- supporting the idea of Anthony sleeping with a Chinese spy Now, you don't just rise to the position of the uh, general director of the Wuhan Institute of virology without having a strong presence within the Chinese Communist Party, so I think the likelihood that Anthony Fauci was getting fang-fanged, honeypotted. I think that it is highly, highly likely. So Ava says, check their emails. What were they talking about? Check the transactions. Maybe they were spending uh, money using their credit cards at the same places. And you will find out where the COVID-19, we call CCP virus, came from. Uh, so Texas Lindsay put this out. Let's go ahead and actually listen to the clip of Ava discussing this. And we'll see if she has any more juicy morsels for us. It was a couple of days, maybe three days ago.
5: I can't remember exactly the day, and that was absolutely Intel. So that is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Fauci, mm-hmm. the infamous Fauci, had a sexual relationship with the, um, sorry, intimate relationship with the uh, with the uh, general director of uh, Wuhan Biology of Institute, Wang Yan Yi. There is forty one years uh, age difference. So go digging them, go investing them in their relationship when they meet. Okay. Check their emails, what they're talking about, wow. check their transactions, and you will find out where the COVID-19, uh, or we call it CCP virus, can find yeah. okay, so, yeah, so We, we hope p- you, if you're listening, mm-hmm. calling your congressman, tuning to um, that show, follow us on NFSC Speaks. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously, AMA makes a strong claim there. But because of our Freedom of Information Act, we would have the ability to kind of cross-check it. We could see exactly what was happening with Anthony Fauci, his communications with the director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And, of course, we could see what he was expensing. You know, maybe they were staying at the same hotels. Maybe they were going out to dinner at the same places. Maybe they shared an Uber and they were stupid enough to split the fare. Who knows? But these are things that we can go ahead and check out. And I have to say, this could potentially be a defamatory claim. So if Ava is making this claim, well, then I think that there probably is some legitimacy to it. Here she is, Yan Yi Wang. She is a young woman. Uh, she got a Ph.D. from Beijing University. Uh, in an in antiviral innate immunology and inflammation group there. She got her BS, MS, and PhD from the Peking University, University of Colorado School of Medicine, and Wuhan University, respectively. Before she joined the Institute of Virology, she was employed as an instructor and later on promoted to associate professor at Wuhan University. She received the Young Scholar Award for the Chinese Society for Immunology. She has been the co-chairman of the Young Immunologists Committee of the Chinese Society for Immunology since 2013, and so on and so forth. She was directly funded by the National Nature Science Foundation of China. So I, I, was, I would hope that we are going to get some more information about this. And if you are a person out there who has a, a, a habit of filing FOIA requests, if you're uh, you know, finding yourself with the time, by all means, please do so and then reach out to me and we'll see about publishing the allegations. All right. So, uh, I don't know if, uh, if, uh, if Austin is out there in the audience, but I wanted to say, uh, big ups to Austin. I appreciate you, Austin. He's a young man I spoke to today in Houston. Uh, and, uh, let me see. Austin was from the, uh, goldandsilvertraders.com, goldandsilvertraders.com. So thank you very much, Austin, for that, uh, that conversation we had earlier. And hopefully, hopefully you're watching. All right. So. We are now going to get into the big news of the day, and actually, before I do, I need to turn on the air conditioning because the sunlight is shining directly into my office at this moment, and it's heating it up like a pressure cooker, so we have not had to run the air conditioning all day, but now it's uh, it's becoming a problem. Let me turn it down to 70. There we go. All right, so... The Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg. This is another situation of a George Soros funded and uh, and ran district attorney who has spent more time letting felons off the hook than he has actually prosecuting real uh, uh, structurally demonstrable crimes. And so instead of funding the efforts of law enforcement to take criminals off the street, Man, this man, Alvin Bragg, is now going to be putting his money, his time and the uh, efforts of this office into going after President Trump on charges that Robert Mueller wouldn't even pursue. And Robert Mueller spent, what, $32, $33 million attempting to uh, get Donald Trump on anything that he possibly could. They couldn't find a single thing. But he came out over the weekend. That likely, tomorrow, President Trump will be indicted and arrested. There will be this big display of pageantry. Uh, They're planning to arrest him with uh, probably dozens of officers, raid him by the FBI, and then have him taken into custody by the, uh, the district attorney's office here. So... He received $1 million uh, in this election, in this past election, from George Soros. I am fairly certain that was his largest single donation. Uh, Once he took over from 2021 to 2022, New York City saw a rise in overall crime. And that's even with a declining population. Even the liberals don't want to live in New York City anymore. And forget about owning a business. If you are a business owner in New York City, then that city seems to have uh, a hellbent on destroying everything you've created. They want all your money and they want to be absolutely involved in every single aspect of the way that you run your business. So how large of an increase in crime? The overall crime index in New York has increased uh, as of September 2022, 15.2%, quite the increase there. Now, almost one year ago, This month, the Ninth Circuit Court issued a final ruling in the case that was brought against Donald Trump by Michael Avenatti, disgraced, now spending 14 years in prison for a variety of charges of, I think, blackmail. Uh, He was also attempting to embezzle money. He stole a lot of money from Stormy Daniels. And then, of course, Stormy Daniels was the other aspect of that. Her case was thrown out. And it was found to be frivolous. At the end of the day, she still owes President Trump over $300,000 in legal fees. Now, this, of course, is money that was stolen from her by Michael Avenatti. She's never going to be able to pay that back. Uh, I think she's probably going to be doing double duty on the polls seven days a week if she thinks that she's going to be able to pay off any of her bills. But now, all of a sudden, despite the fact that case had gone absolutely nowhere, A reasonable jury or judge nowhere in this nation would prosecute that case against President Trump. Alvin Bragg is now bringing this back up again. Now, here's the other thing. If there was a crime that was committed, it was a misdemeanor. And not only that, but that misdemeanor, the statute of limitations would have already surpassed. So how is Alvin Bragg planning to file charges against President Trump. Well, it turns out that when you increase the, uh, the the penalty level of a crime from a misdemeanor to a felony, well, that extends the statute of limitations, and it would make it legal for Alvin Bragg to go after President Trump. Now, the first place I heard about this was actually from President Trump himself. He actually put out a notification on uh, Truth Social, saying that he had heard from an illegal leak from the district attorney's office that they were planning to come after him. Now, where did that leak come from? Well, it's likely that he actually sent out an email and someone leaked that email. And where did I put that email? I definitely wanted to show it to you guys. Hold on just a second. Hmm... Wow, did I close it? I might have actually closed it out because I had it here at one time and now I can't find it. Okay, well, here. Let me actually... Let me go to a new tab file, new tab, and we'll open this up because this is important. Uh, Uh. There is just wall-to-wall coverage about this incident. And let's see here. Where the heck is it? Did they take the story down? That very well may be what happened. Mm. Okay. I got it. I got it. All right. Here it is. Here it is. So this was on Sunday, Sunday, yesterday, early morning, sent out this email to his staff about the upcoming arrest of Donald Trump. Now, this is after news already broke about it. So this is essentially a confirmation. Um, So once he sent this out, uh, it allowed everybody to go ahead and kind of get apprised of the situation. Now, there is a couple of different things that could have happened here. This email could have been leaked by the pro Alvin Bragg portion of the district attorney's office so that uh, it would essentially you know be a blight on President Trump. People would start talking about it and maybe it would put pressure on public officials and they would just you know relent and say, "Well, we have to arrest Donald Trump now." But it also very likely could have been from elements of the district attorney's office who don't want to see this happen. Because according to inside information, over half of the uh, employees, the attorneys there in the district attorney's office believe that this case is is totally made up. They don't want to be any part of it. They think that Alvin Bragg is bringing shame to the Manhattan office district attorney. Uh, Let me see. Mingo 314 says building a martyr never ends well for the opposition. Thank you, Zach. You are absolutely right. This is one of the reasons I am not concerned about President Trump getting arrested tomorrow. In fact, I hope they arrest him. I sincerely hope that they come into President Trump's residence guns blazing on video with body cams filming from a hundred different angles. And of course, That we also have ample security camera footage, and I hope that they are really, really nasty to President Trump, because all that's going to do is galvanize the base. That's going to make me angry, that's going to make you angry, and it's going to show the world that this is a political hatchet job. That's what Trump's detractors are saying, that Alvin Bragg and anybody else who would go after President Trump for these bogus, trumped-up charges, if you will, uh, are, are simply going to be making a situation for themselves that they're not going to want to deal with in the future. This is going to signal the death knell of the current regime because it's going to galvanize the vast majority of this country. So... President Trump, uh, he has asked for people to protest. Now, there actually is a protest that is, uh, I actually, I believe it started, uh, some, sometime in the middle of the, the five o'clock hour. Uh, I do have an update on that. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but John Cardio on Truths, or excuse me, on Twitter says NYC law enforcement tells me that the Manhattan DA's office is in chaos telling me that 60% of the office wants no part of this. They all know that there is no crime. Now, it becomes even more apparent that this is a bad look for the left and for the current regime when you recognize that, A, there is no crime— B, if there was a crime, the statute of limitations would have expired. And C, nobody else in the nation bothered to go after Trump for this type of information. This is a desperate attempt by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and the current regime to do anything to go after him. Now, this is all at the same time that the Biden regime is also under investigation. and investigation of Joe Biden is happening as we speak. Let, let me go ahead and show you this clip from James. Still sending Comer. letters to the Biden? Hang on just a second. We'll bring this over here. And uh, you tell me, what is strange about the announcement of President Trump being arrested? Well, it's coming hot on the heels of the announcements that the Biden crime family was accepting payments from the Chinese Communist Party. So does it maybe appear as if the current regime and the Democrats are trying to deflect to uh, get rid of any of the attention that's being pushed onto the current regime that's sitting in Washington, D.C.? What does James Comer think about this?
6: We're also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the President's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, Violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus.
4: When you take a look, honestly at the behavior of President Trump while he was in office, even before he was in office, and compare it objectively to the behavior of Joe Biden and his criminal enterprise. The one thing he didn't mention was racketeering. When you compare those two things, there is no comparison. Joe Biden and his family members were accepting money that was given to them through an intermediary that received it from a company that is directly associated with the Chinese Communist Party. This was a payoff from the Chinese Communist Party. He did that while he was vice president of the United States. He did that in the interim between leaving the White House with Barack Obama and then getting ushered in in the selection of 2020 on January 20th of 2021. Joe Biden and his family are running a criminal enterprise, and you cannot compare anything that that Donald Trump did to that in an uh, equal manner. You know, what's funny is that anytime I, I see people on Twitter mentioning the connection between the Bidens and the Chinese, inevitably some moron on Twitter pops in and says, oh, but Jared Kushner was taking money from the Emirates, from the Saudis. I don't care about them doing business with the Saudis. The Saudis are not the Chinese Communist Party. The Saudis do not have designs on controlling the entirety of planet Earth. The Saudis are our allies. I have no comparison to that either. There is nothing going on there. But it's them grasping at straws. They are seriously hanging on the edge of the cliff, flailing around, saying, Please let me find something that you can impeach the character of this person with, but you can't. Okay. You simply can't. The Bidens are a racketeering organization. They are criminal. They are organized. They are money laundering. They are human trafficking and they are a sick group of individuals. There is nothing they have in common with the Trump family. What they are hoping to do by arresting and charging Donald Trump is to make it impossible for him to run for president. He is. Wow. Is my camera getting hot? He is. The most popular and most likely Republican nominee for president for 2024. And his popularity is also, is already far surpassed that of the Bidens, of any other Democratic challenger, and certainly of any Republican challenger. An indictment would result in a long, drawn out trial that would force President Trump to spend all of his money. It would also make it more likely that the RNC would not support him. But I don't need to see ads from the RNC to tell me who to vote for. I already know who I'm going to be voting for in 2024, and I know exactly who I'm going to be supporting that entire time. President Trump's entire war chest could come from the American people. He wouldn't even need to do a single television ad. He would just need to show up because the American people know that the news media are liars, that the politicians are crooks, and that the only people we can trust are each other. And of course, POTUS. So they are hoping that by doing this in New York City, that they would be able to get some type of a conviction. Even if they got a conviction, it would get overturned on appeal. There would be no way that any of this would stick. Now, Joe Tacopina is an attorney for President Trump. I believe he is uh, working as an uh, attorney in a criminal sense. So let's go ahead and take a listen to this clip from Joe. Drinking, drinking warm water we'll what-
1: before bed fixes tooth and gum
4: problems overnight. People are healing to back, America. I'm here with Donald Trump's lawyer handling another one of these rogue prosecutors this time in Manhattan. Joe Tecopina, uh, non-disclosure. Let me just say this. The Democrat Party does not recover from this. As soon as they go down this road, they expose themselves as a corrupt And partisan organization who are willing to do anything in their power. They've already stolen the elections. They've already overrun the federal government. They've already created institutions that are so corrupt and so illegal that the American people have lost full confidence in their ability to govern. And so the last thing they have is to try to take President Trump out, either to indict him and put him in prison or to just assassinate him altogether. Let's go ahead and finish. I mean, people come in and go on severance payments, probably 10,000 of them signed every day. Uh, I suspect that the DA's office has nondisclosure agreements. Uh, people can't discuss certain things. Uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, these are rather common business practices, are they not? They sure are and
3: and especially in my world as a lawyer, when you're resolving cases, look, I've represented many, many beyond wealthy individuals who were resolve cases for what they call nuisance value to
4: okay, so let let's talk about that. Let's talk about that resolving a case based upon its nuisance value. What was happening with President Trump and Stormy Daniels? This was before he was even running for president. So the fact that they're going to try to charge him with a campaign finance violation is ludicrous. This was not a campaign payment. This was a payoff to Stormy Daniels so she would go away. It was going to cost President Trump infinitely more to have to go to court, not only in terms of his pocketbook, but in terms of the, I don't know, you know, like societal cachet. Uh, He would have been dragged through the mud. He would have had to have shown up and defended himself uh, against a stripper who claimed that he slept with her and made denigrating uh, comments about his genitalia and his performance in bed. Absolutely ridiculous. So. What, you, you pay 120 grand, this person goes away, they shut up. Most oftentimes, people like this, they want to pay off. That's all that it is. This was not a campaign vi- finance violation. This was a nuisance payment, like a get out of my way, you cockroach.
3: A, a, an embarrassing problem go away. And the problem isn't always a real problem, it's the threat. Of, of an allegation. That's enough. I mean, you know, I, I've known some individuals who who settled cases from someone they don't even know who the heck that person was because they were going to make a claim against them. Um, and they had uh, met them at a, an event, a gala or something, and they took a picture with them and, you know, sure enough, that turns into an allegation. And somebody's saying, well, I'll pay $100,000 to quash that now it's ridiculous i I shouldn't have to i'm outraged but on the other hand you know you're going to spend more than legal fees you're going to have the public embarrassment the family embarrassment on something that's not true
4: and and, you know there we go and that that drives the point home this is exactly what we're seeing now for someone like us okay we i'm not a person of means i've never been a person of means i've never had the kind of money that would be required to pay somebody off to go away but I am not in unintelligent. I understand how this works. And I think that pretty much everybody out there can understand it as well, too. Uh, for the people on the left who say that uh, President Trump's payment to Stormy Daniels or Michael, what was it, uh, uh, Michael Cohen actually making that payment to Stormy Daniels, that, that's somehow illegal or somehow uh, insinuates they did something wrong. It doesn't. It, it just means that President Trump, as a wealthy and powerful man, did not want to have to deal with this stripper uh, dragging his name through the mud. Now, I mentioned the timing of this announcement. We're going to talk about that timing here in just a moment when we get back from this break for the second half of the show. All right. So important distinction from I'm just a patriot. Absolutely. Wasn't Cohen the one that paid her? Yes, Michael Cohen was the one that paid her. Donald Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen for expenses. I think that, you know, there definitely is no proof Donald Trump didn't pay Stormy Daniels directly. Uh, but I think that everybody understands what this was. It, it wasn't to stop Stormy Daniels from telling the truth. It was to make her go away so that he didn't have to deal with it anymore. And Michael Cohen, as the lawyer of Donald Trump, of course, he's going to be the one who goes ahead and takes care of it. Meach also had a uh, an insightful comment over here. They tried to blackmail Trump with Stormy, and then they extorted him. Now they want to arrest him for it. Absolutely. So. I mentioned the timing of this announcement. It was just announced this past week that Joe Biden has a massive investigation going on against him in the uh, House, the newly controlled Republican House. There have been direct evidence of a number of crimes as listed by James Comer just a few moments ago. Uh, And then suddenly out of nowhere, we get this announcement that President Trump is going to be arrested once again. I invite you to go ahead and arrest him. I think President Trump wants them to arrest him as well because it once again will fully demonstrate the corrupt nature and the fear that is palpable in the eyes of these people. Joe Biden, take a look. Look at these faces, okay? President Trump, BDE, the boss, okay? Fully confident in his abilities and the job that he did for the American people. Joe Biden with literally half a brain Not able to comprehend the faces of the people in front of him, the face of his wife versus his his sister, uh, or the rationale of taking showers with his young daughter, which is also back in the news. But this possible indictment, once again, is stemming from this $130,000 payment that was made by Michael Cohen. Uh, So what did President Trump have to say about this strange timing? He said... Biden wants to pretend that he has nothing to do with the Manhattan DA's assault on democracy when, in fact, he has stuffed the DA's office with Department of Injustice people, including one top DOJ operative from D.C. who is actually running the horseface witch hunt. Bragg is a Soros racist in reverse who is taking his orders from D.C. I beat them twice, doing much better the second time. And despite their disinformation campaign, they don't want to run against Trump on my great- record, Because they can't run against Trump on his great record. From the moment Joe Biden stepped into the White House, America's descent into hell began at a precipitous pace. It was just straight down from the very moment that the Democrats took control of Washington, D.C. again. When Alvin Bragg first attained office, Donald Trump continues, he made it very clear that, like many other prosecutors, there was no case against Donald J. Trump. But then out of nowhere, the Biden regime, the Democrats and the fake news media began pushing him and pushing him hard. And lo and behold, he said that there just might be a case after all. I know what that meant. He was being pushed to do something that shouldn't be done. He wasn't willing to stand up to Soros and the Marxists that are destroying our country. How could he stand up to Soros and the Marxists? He is owned by Soros and the Marxists. And Donald Trump continues here, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday next week. Protest take our nation back. He continues, it's time. We are a nation in steep decline, being led into World War three by a crooked politician who doesn't even know that he's alive, but who is surrounded by evil and sinister people who, based on their actions on defunding the police, destroying our military, open borders, no voter ID, inflation, raising taxes, and much more, can only hate our now-failing USA. We just can't allow this anymore. They're killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest, protest. Now... Here is the thing about the protesting aspect of it. A lot of people believe that this is a setup. I tend to believe it is as well. They are setting up in not in Washington, D.C., in New York, getting prepared in the same way they got prepared on January 6th in Washington, D.C. But there was a poll done here by Paul Joseph Watson. Is the potential protest against Trump being arrested a J6-style trap? How easy would it be for them to do exactly what they did in Washington, D.C. back in January of 2021? It would be very, very simple for them to do Uh, so easy for them to just send a couple of agent provocateurs, uh, some agitators into the crowd and uh, and start up the entire process all over again and then just arrest people all over now. James Comer also had some comments on the fact that President Trump was uh, announced to have this impending arrest uh, after they had just announced they had all of these crimes that the Biden regime had committed. Let's go ahead and take a listen.
6: Can drinking water before bed burn 46 pounds in two weeks if you are struggling to lose weight?
5: And we begin this Sunday morning with two very different applications of the law. News this morning of a possible indictment of former President Donald Trump by progressive Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg over claims of so-called hush money payments made seven years ago in 2016. On the Truth Social, social Media app this weekend, President Trump indicating he will be arrested this Tuesday. This happening just days after blockbuster new details of suspicious bank transactions involving the Biden family and communist China. On Thursday, House Oversight Committee Chairman Kentucky Congressman James Comer revealed that in March of 2017, a firm affiliated with CEFC China Energy transferred three million dollars to an entity associated with the Biden family partner,
4: Rob Walker. Now, now, as Maria said, Inequal applications of justice. Two very, very different applications of justice. Clearly our judicial system, so many of our systems, are broken beyond repair. Uh, we are at the point where we need a total reset on the United States of America. We have institutions in place that we simply cannot trust. We have people running them that we definitely cannot trust. And the only people who have any care about ensuring the survival of this nation are being persecuted and are being railroaded in the way that President Trump is. Now, now... Okay, so Master D. Bader... What exactly are you proposing? Because I personally have been suggesting to people to start taking direct action in their local communities for years now. Okay? And from my position here in the chat, you are just yelling that we need to do something. So what are you suggesting needs to be done? Because it sounds like you're Fed posting, which is exactly what the Feds do, they go into chats, they go into crowds of people, they say, we need to rise up, and then the next thing you know, everybody's getting arrested. There are ways to protest, and there are ways to take action locally that don't involve doing stupid, illegal things. I would like to know specifically what you think we need to protest all of us please use the ad blocker james i there's no ad blocker because i'm on safari okay I, i'm not on a windows machine there is no ad blocker all right uh, but uh, yes I'll, I'll see what i can do for the future in the following
5: three months more than one million dollars of that money was distributed to members of the biden family in small increments including to hunter biden the president's brother james
4: biden And his daughter in law, Halle Biden, all receiving payouts. Questions? Can you imagine if the Trump family were receiving payments like this from any nation on earth, let alone the Chinese Communist Party? It would be front page news. And it just goes to show how broken and corrupt everything is here in America. Now, Master Debater says that everyone needs to stand together. I I agree. We do need to stand together. There are ways that we can protest our displeasure. We can stop participating in these systems. People can stay home from work. Uh, We can show up places, but in order for us to organize a countrywide protest all at the same time, uh, I just, I don't know how that would look. I don't know how that would possibly happen. Now, we are going to talk specifically about the actions that are currently being taken in New York City. Let's, well, first of all, let me just say this. Robert, I mentioned earlier in the show, Robert Mueller would not have brought these charges. And Robert Mueller was willing to indict Donald Trump on anything that he could possibly find. He spent tens of millions of dollars. And at the end of the day, he could not bring charges against Donald Trump because Donald Trump had done nothing illegal. Now, once again, I think that President Trump wants himself to be arrested because when that happens, it is a major statement that heralds the death of the current American system. And I have always said, and I still will say, in order for us to fix this system, we have to tear it down. There is simply no other way to do it. We cannot trust the institutions that we have. We cannot trust the people that are running them. We know that there is no equal justice under the law and that they will go after anyone that they care to, anyone that they feel is a threat to their power. We've seen it all across the nation. But to go after President Trump legally, that is a bridge too far, and it's going to expose their entire hand. It will show just how desperate and insane they are. And yes, there may be protests. There may be people rising up. There may be people doing peaceful things, and there also may be people doing illegal things. But if we start seeing Fed-led protests all over this country, people breaking barricades or running into buildings, you know, use your head, okay? That's obviously another January 6th-style trap. Right now, they've got steel barricades placed all around the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. They are anticipating that people are going to storm this building. That's what they want, us to do. They want us to show up and be violent, but we are not violent, okay? It, it, could we show a, a show of force by simply walking through the streets? Absolutely, all right? We could all show up in one place and we could stand peacefully in the streets. We could stop traffic like the leftists do, uh, but actually going and doing the types of things that the feds did on January 6th, that is a bad, bad look. Let's go ahead and take a look at them bringing some of these barricades off. It looks just like January 6th.
2: you
1: fighterflare.com.
4: All right, so what did I say we could do? We could all stay home from work. We could shut the entire country down. We could refuse to allow the mechanisms of commerce to go on. We could all stop spending money at these corrupt companies. I think that there are probably plenty of you out there who are still putting money into organizations and into corporations that are working actively against us. Any company that engages in ESG, environmental, societal governance policies, over and above the profit of the company, those companies should not have access to our money. You should not be using traditional banks in the way that uh, uh, we've seen a lot of people doing very recently trying to take their money out and causing runs on the banks. You know, I would personally start taking your money out slowly and start putting it into a local credit union. someplace where you have actual physical access to the money. Do not support JPMorgan Chase or Bank of America or any of these other places. Those places do not have your best interests at heart. But we can see here that they are setting up these barracks actively all around the Manhattan District Attorney's office in anticipation of people coming and doing criminal acts. Now, the uh, NYPD are putting together their riot-controlled cops ahead of this uh, planned protest as well. We already have people out in the streets, and uh, I can only hope that things have remained peaceful. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Look at that is what we need to do. Oh Shut down traffic.
0: Hey, hey, mom. mom.
4: Comey rule. Comey rule was like fan fiction written by Hillary Clinton. So showing up Parking your car in the middle of the street, refusing to get out, staying right there. They, they can't arrest all of you. They can't remove all of your cars. Uh, they can't come and uh, and pull you off the street, especially if you are locked in your cars. Uh, but let's go ahead and continue on here. Rally for Trump. Uh, apparently, it was supposed to begin at 530 today. President Trump also posting images of this protest taking place. There is corrupt DA Alvin Bragg, the man himself. Uh, Alvin Bragg is also the same guy who tried to charge the shopkeeper for uh, killing the robber that came in and tried to kill him. Uh, So that tells you anything about where his head is at. Uh, This is a feed from RSBN, which is supposedly... Swollen prostates are finally a thing of the... Here, I'll turn that off so you guys don't have to hear it. Uh, Here we go. Right Side Broadcasting was created in 2015 by our founder,
8: Joe Seals. The Roosevelt statue at the Museum of Stanford. Uh,
9: and- We're here today. We're here to claim our streets back. We need our, a DA who's going to focus on doing the job and not weaponizing his office
4: to pursue police. Okay, so, so this is good. This is good. They're actually protesting the job that Alvin Bragg is doing. I think that that's something that should have happened a long time ago. Uh, we also, of course, have a number of prayer vigils that are being held for President Trump. That's something very simple, very easy, and I think very powerful and effective that you can also take part in. What's really interesting to me, most of all, is the response from people in the political world. You know, I, I mean, I, because this is so obviously A a distinct attempt to try to silence the political opposition, to try to stop a very popular politician who more than likely will win the presidential election in 2024, regardless of whether or not they control the votes. President Trump will have the most votes all across this nation. There is no doubt about it. So Kevin McCarthy. He is actually one of those people who was out there speaking publicly about Alvin Bragg and this politicized investigation. He said, Here we go again, an outrageous abuse of power by a radical DA who lets violent criminals walk as he pursues political vengeance against President Trump. I'm redirecting relevant committees to immediately investigate if federal funds are being used to subvert our democracy. That's good news. Okay. Investigations, however, only go so far. They can bring us to a greater understanding of what exactly is happening behind the scenes. Certainly, if Alvin Bragg is receiving funding from the Department of Justice, well, it's just an even more clear-cut case of the party in power going after the political opposition. Alvin Bragg is abusing his office to target President Trump while he's reduced a majority of felonies, including violent crimes, to misdemeanors. He has different rules for political opponents. Republicans stopped the radical D.C. crime law, and we will investigate any use of federal funds that are used to facilitate the perversion of justice by Soros-backed D.A.s across the country." Taking a look once more at the rise in criminal and felony crimes taking place in New York City, uh felony assault up 15 percent, rape up 17 percent, attacks with dangerous weapons up 21 percent, grand larceny up 25 percent, robberies 26 percent, burglary up 27 percent, grand larceny auto up 32 percent. It is just a never-ending shit show in New York City. And... Once more, uh, I have suggested on many occasions that we leave these areas that are controlled by Democrats that are going to be producing results that would harm us and harm our families. Certainly, I would never suggest that anybody stay in New York City, uh, but there is nothing easier that you could do for yourself and for the people you love than to move to an area where you have common goals, common perceptions, common ethics and morals with the people that you are actually living around. Uh, you know, going back to that uh, that that comment that uh, Scott Adams made uh, about white people moving away from black people, I would say it's more important that People who are sane move away from people who are crazy, regardless of what race they are. It's just that quite often those people happen to be Democrats. And, uh, you know, I don't know anything about their uh, ethnic makeup, but I will tell you that people who identify as radical left Democrats are people that I certainly just do not want to have my uh, my family around. Now, uh Ron DeSantis and the other candidates who are likely presidential candidates for 2024 uh, have been slow to respond to what's actually happening there in New York City. One person who has is this gentleman, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, I don't know anything about this guy. I know that he is apparently like a, a wealthy IT guy. It's really all I can tell you. Uh, He appears to be of Indian descent. Uh, He's running for the Republican nomination for president. I don't think he's going to get it. Maybe he's just vying for a cabinet position. Quite often, that's the kind of thing that you see. People will throw their name into the ring for a a position such as this. Uh, But at the end of the day, they know they're not going to get it. They just want to get on the national radar so that they can be considered for something else. Maybe he would be good... For secretary of something or other. I, I'm not certain. But uh, Nikki Haley, obviously, she is not a contender for president. Uh, I think that President Trump already gave her a shot. She is demented enough to think that she could beat President Trump. That's obviously not going to happen. We're not going to have a president Nikki Haley, not in any respect. Ron DeSantis, although he hasn't announced that he's actually running for president, I think a lot of people think that he is running this shadow campaign. Certainly the appearance uh, from the Trump administration or the Trump uh, campaign itself is that Ron DeSantis is running a shadow campaign. They actually filed an FEC uh, violation against him, I believe, suggesting that he is. But here is Vivek Ramaswamy uh, suggesting that the other candidates, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, join in condemning what is happening against President Trump, this potential arrest and indictment. Uh, he says, because those of us running against Trump can most credibly call on the Manhattan D.A. to abandon this disastrously politicized persecution. Let's see what uh, Vivek has to say here in his tweet campaign events in
8: South Carolina here today. I'm curious how other audience members see it as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are others in this race who are quietly celebrating it. But I think that for me, I'm in this for a reason to revive a national identity. And I said this on stage at CPAC, by the way, and this was in some ways directed at differentiating myself from Trump. This is to a pro-Trump audience. You know, the thing you're coached to say is don't talk about Trump. I actually didn't. I On stage, I said, look, I said all the reasons why I respect what he did, but the question I asked is, are we on a path to a national divorce or do we want a national revival? And the case for my candidacy is I am in the camp of a national revival. I do not want to see a national divorce in this country. And I think that I'm running because I'm best positioned to unify the country. I personally know Donald Trump. I think he cares about national unity, too. I'm running because I think I'm better positioned to deliver it. And I made that case to the CPAC audience, pro-Trump audience, differentiating myself from Donald Trump. So I'm not afraid to do that. But if I'm looking at today's announcement, I worry... But if I just finish for one second. Today's announcement, I worry about for the same reason that I differentiate myself from Trump is that I think this takes us a step closer to a national divorce. I think that when you politicize the justice system itself to prosecute a political opponent of the party in power, the lead political opponent of the party in power,
4: that is not one small step, but a giant leap towards a national divorce if they follow through it too. And so he's not wrong. But the only thing that I think that he is wrong about is that this is not something new. This politicization of our Justice Department, of our uh, judicial system, has been happening for some time now. This has been ongoing, and it began in earnest with the persecutions of defendants from January 6th. Uh, a situation that was wholly orchestrated by the federal government. Uh, you know, someone over here on uh, Getter made an excellent point uh, by trying to attempt some type of centralized protest uh, by organizing from the top down. That gives the feds the uh, the leverage here. If you, locally, in your own community, were to set up local protests, then that spontaneously pumped up all over the nation, I think you would do much better in that respect, because it makes it a lot more difficult for them to infiltrate 10,000 protests taking place all over the nation, but... I think that we can shut down the economy if, for two days, every Republican, every registered Republican in the United States of America stopped putting money into the financial system, it would grind to a halt. If everyone did not show up to work, the entire country would grind to a halt. And it would force them to take a look and say, well, geez, oh, this might be a bad idea. So I like where Vivek is coming from. I don't want a national divorce. I don't want the United States to split up. I don't want us to be at war with each other. That's what the left wants. That's what the current regime wants. They want us to tear each other apart so that they can swoop in with a federal response locking up everybody that doesn't agree with them, and then implementing some type of Gestapo-type state. 1984 personified and realized. Now, Ron DeSantis did actually make a statement, and apparently he's been getting pilloried online for the way he said it. Totally silent up until the moment that he did. He said, I've seen rumors swirl, but I have yet to see any facts, so I don't know what will happen. And he continued, I do know this, though. The Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros funded prosecutor, so he, like other Soros funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda. Then he said this about President Trump. Look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I think that was a low blow. But I've said before, you know, I think there is a fair amount of kayfabe going on right here. This is some WWE theatrics. You know, there is a an apparent rift between DeSantis and Trump. Let's be very, very clear here. Ron DeSantis wouldn't be governor of Florida were it not for the anointing of President Donald J. Trump. You know, I don't think that he was a particularly impactful member of Congress. You know, I only knew about him because he... He kind of acted like Donald Trump. He kind of uh, had the same gesticulations. You know, he was certainly part of the Trump circle while he was there in Washington, D.C. And as uh, he was running for governor of Florida and President Trump being a Florida resident, President Trump gave him the nod. You know, there you go, Ron, you can now run and I will support you. And here he is. So I I, I hope that this is all theatrics. But this statement right here. From Ron DeSantis was certainly a low blow. Let's go ahead and take a listen, because a lot of people online are not happy with Ron. And let me also say this: if Ron was actually planning to run for president in 2024, I think that he just killed his campaign.
5: Standard. Uh, we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment and if you have any role in it. Um If charges are brought on him, will you have any role in
4: extradition to New York?
9: So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the the, the crime rate go up, and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. (laughs) But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fun.
4: So Ron DeSantis had an opportunity here to unilaterally stand with the side of good, with that which is right, with the side of legality, justice, equal justice under the law. And instead, he chose to make the statement in the way that he did and I find it offensive. I, I, I still like Ron DeSantis as the governor of Florida, but I found that characterization to be personally offensive. And I would like to know from you guys. Yeah, says it twice. Fixing. No, I'm not muted. Woke and walked. You son of a. <laughs> I'd like to know about you guys. Okay. And let's 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 go back and take a look here. Bill Clinton Directly paid Paula Jones, almost a million dollars, $850,000. That was in like 1994. Let's adjust that for inflation right here. Let's see. Inflation adjuster calculator. There we go. Okay, so let's find out how much this would be worth today. If in 1994... For $850,000. Hang on, I want to make sure I don't have too many zeros. One, two, three. There we go. Okay. So, wait a second. That's not right. Calculate. No, that's $8.5 million. No. Okay, calculate $850,000. That would be $1.7 million today, okay? Bill Clinton didn't get charged with any crimes or anything like that, but that's, of course, because he was, you know, the the merchant of death of Washington, D.C. You cross the Clintons, and you might find yourself on the wrong end of a plane crash. Ask Ron Brown. Ron DeSantis could have stood with Donald Trump and said this is a political investigation, This is a witch hunt. It's just like everything else that's happened to Donald Trump up until this point. But he took an opportunity to take a low blow swing at President Trump. Now, President Trump has responded. And this is where he made this comment about maybe Ron DeSantis having something in his closet. So uh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, well, Matt Walsh says, not good. DeSantis should vow not to extradite Trump and promise to fight this malicious persecution. And let's be clear, as the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis could actually tell the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to go pound sand. He could say, we're not going to extradite Donald Trump, a Florida resident, for something that is so blatantly and obviously fixed. But instead, he made this comment right here. So what does President Trump say? Ron Sanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are under age or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. That right there suggests a couple of different things that could happen, and that's obviously the type of tricks that the Democrats and the political elites, the American oligarchs, play so that they can win. They play dirty so that they can ensure their own victory. They are perfectly willing to make claims of pedophilia or affairs with a man or a woman, uh, and uh, and they would have to make that up, obviously, because I think Ron is a happily married man. I certainly don't think he's a pedo. certainly don't think he'd be cheating on his wife. You know, remember, Ron DeSantis took time off of being governor so that he could be with his wife while she was getting cancer chemo treatments. OK, Ron's a good dude, but he shouldn't have made that comment about President Trump. Uh, now, I think that Ron will probably find himself in a similar situation sometime down the road. And I can only hope that the brave politicians and public servants of America will stand by him in the way they failed to stand by President Trump. But that's okay. I don't need all of those people to stand up for President Trump out in the open because it just shows a greater Uh, 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 chasm of separation between us and them. You know, I'm on the side of President Trump because I'm on the side of America. I don't need to be on the side of people like Nancy Pelosi. These people represent the antithesis of everything that I stand for and hopefully everything you stand for as well. Um, Let me see. Going here. So Nancy Pelosi made her own comments about President Trump's likely indictment. She was very happy about this impending investigation and arrest and indictment of President Trump. Uh, She said this on Twitter. Whatever the grand jury decides, its consideration makes clear. No one is above the law, not even a former president of the United States. The former president's announcement this morning is reckless, doing so to keep himself in the news and to foment unrest among his supporters. He cannot hide from his violations of the law, disrespect for our elections, and incitements to violence. Rightfully, our legal system will decide how to hold him accountable. Our broken and failing legal system that has superimposed all of the crimes of the left and people like Nancy Pelosi, disrespect for our elections? That's the Democrats incitements to violence. That's the Democrats. Our legal system should be holding them accountable, but obviously it refuses to do so. Another reason why I suggest that people need to go to law school. We need to be the ones who are actually becoming judges because otherwise uh, we we get the situation that we have right now. This is why it's going to take many years for us to unravel what's been done to this great nation. Now I mentioned earlier If I believe that Trump will become a martyr as a result of this arrest, what are his critics saying? Well, they're also saying that it's nonsense, that this is a partisan action. It's going to help him in 2024. Can you imagine the campaign ad that President Trump is going to produce showing himself being carted out of Mar-a-Lago, In handcuffs by the FBI or by the, you know, walking through the streets of Manhattan in handcuffs, it's going to be a political ad about how the establishment hates him so much that they had to try to defeat him in the courts with fake charges that were made up, totally trumped up from cases that nobody would ever have thought to prosecute because they just didn't exist. This is how desperate they are. And President Trump is going to know exactly how to spin this. So uh, Andrew McCarthy... He is the former chief assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. He's not a fan of President Trump. Uh, Over the weekend, he said that the investigation into President Trump was nonsense, and it is blatantly a partisan exercise of raw power, which is exactly what it is. He said this is a classic, invidious, selective prosecution. It is being launched strictly for political purposes. I want to see more people coming out and saying this, calling it for exactly what it is. I would love it if the entirety of America stepped forward and was honest about what's happening here. Certainly the people in power need to be honest about what's happening here. But there are a lot of Republicans and there are even more Democrats who hate Donald Trump enough that they are willing to sacrifice whatever vestige of American republic we have left simply to get rid of him. He said, It's hard to think of anything that will more rile up Trump's base and anger other Republicans who, regardless of their distaste for Trump, will find this maneuver despicable, as we do. I hope it pisses you off. It certainly pisses me off. It gets me as riled up as I've ever been. Alan Dershowitz, who also is not a fan of President Trump, uh, wrote that all decent people, whether politically opposed to Mr. Trump, as I am, or supportive of his candidacy, should be concerned about this weaponizing of the prosecutor's office for the political purpose of preventing a potential candidate from running for office. That's exactly what it is. If even Alan Dershowitz can see it for what it is, then I think a lot of Americans are going to see it that way as well. Uh, Mike Pence also said, it reeks of the kind of political prosecution that we endured back in the days of the Russia hoax and the whole impeachment over a phone call. And he also slammed a seeming system of two-tiered justice, saying that there seems to be one standard for Republicans, particularly everybody associated with the Trump-Pence administration and others. He is absolutely dead on. What about Chris Sanunu from New Hampshire? He may be running for office in the office of the president in twenty twenty. He was on CNN's State of the Union, and he said uh, none of them were big Trump supporters, but all said that they felt like he was being attacked. You guys, if the talking heads on CNN, even the talking heads on CNN can see this for what it is, these people have fully exposed themselves. The the veil has been lifted. The mask is off. And America is. Knows exactly what's going on. This is a political partisan hit job designed to destroy the most likely winner of the 2024 presidential election. Chris Rock. Okay, he's a Democrat, certainly a Democrat. He says that Democrats are stupid for wanting to arrest Trump and that this is only going to make him more popular. Uh, he appeared on Sunday at the Kennedy Center. Uh, apparently, there was some show that was going on. Uh, he it was accepting an award, basically. And uh, he appeared to address Democrat lawmakers that were in the audience, and that included Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Are you guys really going to arrest Trump? Chris Rock said, do you know that this is only going to make him more popular? It's like arresting Tupac. He's just going to sell more records. Are you stupid? And of course, that is exactly what's going to happen. So I say again, bring it on. Bring it on. Show us exactly who you are. Show us what you're interested in doing for America. Certainly, you're not interested in taking care of the citizens of this nation, not interested in upholding the laws of the state of New York. You're not interested in keeping New York citizens safe. You want to bring in as many illegals as possible, house them and burned out and closed McDonald's. And you want to take all of the jobs away from the hardworking people of this nation and the people who are screwed by these Democrat run states. They need to leave. You guys just need to leave. Go someplace else. Social Observer says, I'm sorry, but anyone telling people not to protest because of January 6th, they're a bunch of wussies. We need to get pissed off like our ancestors and take our country back. No, I, you're absolutely right. The point here is to protest in the most intelligent way possible. And I'm saying local protests need to be done. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you're being told to just stay at home and just, you know, wait for something to happen, I think that that is a bad idea. We need to show the powers that be that this is what angers us and that this is going to rile us up. You know, you could, every single one of us could put a sign in our yard. Every single one of us could uh, get together with all of our friends, go stand on the steps of the Capitol. Okay. Nobody enter. Everybody just stand around. You have speakers show up. Uh, you can do this in an intelligent way. But Fed posting and showing up with the expectation that you're going to overthrow the government, you know, that is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. Now, what's interesting is that it was rumored that there was going to be a surprise witness who was going to be testing before, excuse me, testifying before the New York grand jury, uh, which would give irrefutable evidence that President Trump is not guilty of any crimes uh, I don't know who that is I haven't heard any word on who exactly that might have been um, but this is what Peter uh, this is what President Trump said just reported that the most important witness to go before the grand jury in New York City a highly respected lawyer who once represented convicted felon jailbird and serial fake storyteller and liar Michael Cohen will be doing so tomorrow afternoon the information he will present will supposedly be conclusive and irrefutable. And I can actually tell you exactly who that is. Let me pull this up, and we will show you what this is. That man that he's referring to is Lanny Davis. Lanny Davis was the attorney who represented Michael Cohen. Now, why is Lanny Davis important? Well, because he had previously claimed... That Michael Cohen had no evidence that Trump directed him to pay Stormy Daniels. So if there was no evidence back then, how can there be evidence now? Is Michael Cohen changing his story again? Is Michael Cohen doing what his Democrat masters are requiring of him? But if... Lanny Davis was testifying before the New York grand jury. Undoubtedly, he would make good on the same statements that he had made in the past and let the grand jury know that there is no evidence here. There is no there there. So with this information, uh, we need to see what's going to happen tomorrow. Is the New York district attorney's office stupid enough to arrest Donald Trump and to do it in a public manner or at least to put out a warrant for the arrest of Donald Trump? Interestingly, over the weekend we have this warrant for the arrest of Vladimir Putin that was announced by the International Criminal Court. Now, they're claiming that Russia is forcibly removing Ukrainian orphans and taking them to Russia and giving them to Russian parents who need children. Now, from what I understand, the Russian people don't have any issues with infertility. Uh, They have plenty of children of their own. Uh, And this is, if true, a war crime that could be punishable by prosecution in the ICC. The only thing is that Russia does not recognize the International Criminal Court. So this is largely a symbolic gesture. Now, if Vladimir Putin was to go to a nation that was subservient to the International Criminal Court, theoretically, he could be arrested and deported uh, and taken to, I believe this is in The Hague or something like that. I don't exactly know where it's at. But, The United States doesn't recognize the ICC either. We might participate in certain things when it's uh, politically expedient to us, uh, but George W. Bush and uh, Dick Cheney had previously also had indictments against them by the International Criminal Court for alleged war crimes that were committed during the Iraq war. Nothing ever came of that. They never did anything with that. Uh, But. Vladimir Putin is not worried about this, and uh, I don't think that anybody else in Russia is either. I think they look at this in the same way that we are looking at the investigation of President Trump. It is a purely political and partisan hit job. Uh, They need to get rid of Vladimir Putin. They need to get rid of him so that they can continue on with their money laundering, drug, and human trafficking operations there in Ukraine. Now, let me show you this. Uh, If you had any, any inkling of what was going to be taking place in Ukraine, uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that this regime wants to take it to World War III. The White House, through the spokesperson, Director John Kirby uh, of the uh, Strategic Communications Office, has said on Fox News on this past Sunday morning that the United States will accept nothing less than a full surrender by Russia. They won't accept a ceasefire because apparently that is too good for Vladimir Putin. Now, as a result of this uh, continuing conflict and the United States participation in this proxy war between Russia and Ukraine, it has pushed China further away from the United States and closer to Russia. It's interesting that at the same time that relationship is changing between our nations uh, and Russia and China are building a larger military alliance as well as an economic alliance. Now the United States is talking about banning TikTok again. Uh, This is what President Trump was trying to do. And now all of a sudden the Biden regime wants to do it as well. What's kind of scary about this is that Russia has announced support for the reunification of Taiwan and China. Now, if that were to happen, that would put the production of uh, silicon wafers and uh, a number of transistors and chips into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, And if they had total control over the manufacturing and sale of those chips, they could put all kinds of spyware and all all kinds of nasty things inside of them. But John Kelly says we will not accept a ceasefire. They only will accept the full surrender of Vladimir Putin. That's not going to happen. That absolutely won't happen, and uh, it's basically just going to end up with more people dead. It's going to be a lot more American dollars wasted. And it's just a bad look. I, I think that the more that uh, I, I see all of these things happening, you know, as President Trump said, they've destroyed the border, they've destroyed the economy, they've destroyed the morale of the Americans, they have destroyed the uh, military readiness of, uh, of our armed forces, they have nearly bankrupted us. Uh, they are now pushing us into World War Three, with a variety of superpowers across the world stage. And it's all seems to be designed to destroy the country. And if we're going to build something new, I think that we do have to destroy this country. Uh, and it, But it's not us that's destroying it. I mean, they're the ones who are destroying it. And it, it it couldn't happen this way under President Trump. You know, President Trump was doing all of these wonderful things, making this nation better. Uh, it has to be done in the hands of the people who hate America. Now, they think that they're going to destroy America and build this, uh, you know, communist utopia. Uh, but I think what's actually going to happen is that they're going to destroy America and they're going to force something else to rise up in its place. Uh, Let me show you guys just a couple of more things, and let me go through my notes here, get rid of it. Okay, so I mentioned the the collapse, the banking collapses that we're seeing. Um, Silicon Valley Bank, of course, was the largest of those. I have this story. I thought this was kind of interesting. Sharon Stone claims that in the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, she lost half her money, did someone not tell Sharon Stone that Joe Biden and the FDIC bailed out everyone at Silicon Valley Bank? So Sharon Stone didn't lose anything. Uh, I don't understand how she is making this claim. Uh, 40% of her funds. I know that thing that you have to get on and figure out how to text the money is difficult. I'm a technical idiot and I can't write an effing check. And right now that's courage too because I know what's happening. I just lost half my money to this banking thing and that doesn't mean I'm not here. So how could she lose half her money if Joe Biden and the FDIC covered all of the deposits at Silicon Valley Bank? And it's not just the very wealthy people of Silicon Valley as we know, it's also the Chinese Communist Party. It's also Gavin Newsom and his private wineries. It also turns out that BuzzFeed Vox and large accounts for Black Lives Matter were also housed at Silicon Valley Bank. So it really to me seems like a bailout of the failing left-wing enterprises across America uh, that otherwise would have collapsed into oblivion. I could live in a world with no BuzzFeed. I could live in a world with no Vox. I could certainly live in a world with no BLM, the corrupt organization that is just siphoning money out of the American economy, uh, and putting it into multi-million dollar mansions for their founders. So, uh, I am not too, um, serious about Sharon Stone's claims that she lost 40% of her money. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and also, this could have significantly weakened the Chinese economy, could have brought down their entire tech sector, but of course, Joe Biden had to save them. Uh, so once again, I mentioned this last week, Gavin Newsom failed to uh, mention when he was lobbying for the saving of Silicon Valley Bank uh, that his wineries had their accounts there. So that seems to me to be a prosecutable offense. BuzzFeed Revealed on Monday that they had $56 million in cash and cash equivalents as of the end of 2022, majority that were held at Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, This was after the 2022 fiscal year in which the company had a net loss of $201.3 million. They laid off 40% of their staff. Vox Media, another left-wing organization uh, who has a number of other companies that are under them, including Vox, New York Magazine, The Verge, Polygon. Uh, They had all of their money at Silicon Valley Bank before the collapse. Uh, However, unlike BuzzFeed, uh, nobody made the connection. Uh, uh, They've still been supporting the bailouts, uh, but unfortunately, they didn't go out of business. Um, Of course, Black Lives Matter, we can go back to the story I reported on last week, $73 million being given to Black Lives Matter by Silicon Valley Bank. Um, One thing that is very important and uh, one of the reasons that uh, I had a conversation with somebody about precious metals today uh, is because I I can think of, uh, of no better place to put your money at the end of the day. My sponsor, Noble Gold Investments, redpill78gold.com. Uh, you can go there to uh, get yourself set up with your own precious metals retirement account. You can also purchase precious metals from them. Uh, but right now, the demand for physical precious metals is skyrocketing. It looks like central banks are buying the, uh, the, the, the gold bars in, in just droves, uh, because it's the only safe place you can have your money right now. Uh, and, uh, Right now, there appears to be a run on a number of different um, money metal uh, account places where you can purchase precious metals. I was online today looking at some of these places, and a lot of them uh, have a, a, a good portion of their stock completely sold out. Uh, specifically, I wanted to see if any Credit Swiss bars were in stock anywhere, and most places uh, were not They didn't have any physical metals on hand. You had to purchase it as an IOU for the future. And even then, they were a lot more expensive than the other stuff because people know that they're going out of business. So they want to go ahead and scoop it up before it's all gone. Okay, and let me see. Was there anything else that I thought? Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse (laughs) went down over the weekend. They are being bought by UBS. Uh, Now, this, of course, is a foreign bank and uh, it's also for very wealthy people. Um, But with them collapsing as well, it just shows the instability in the financial markets and in the banking world. I guess that there was an emergency meeting in Omaha over the weekend, uh, and Warren Buffett has been asked uh, to help solve this banking crisis before it bleeds over into the rest of the economy. Uh, Once again, uh, I tend to think that this is the direction they want to go in. They want to tear down the current American an economy and they want to institute something closer to a fully digital economy because then they would have better and stricter controls over every single dollar that you have. There is no hiding your money if all of it is digital and the Fed controls every cent of it. Uh, so once again, precious metals I think are the uh, the the smartest and safest way to keep your money out of the hands of prying eyes. So twenty private jets landed in Omaha over the weekend uh, so that they could attempt to meet with Warren Buffett to see how they could go ahead and fix this thing. You know, But this is what happens when you just print unrestricted money, hand it out for free, and then allow people to play on the market and, uh, and put it into frivolous things. It, it goes up in smoke. ESG, diversity, equity, and inclusion, all of these things are not based about the profit model. It's not based in uh, capitalist principles. It's based in society societal principles, it's based in the idea that you can force people to behave in a certain way by doing it through the businesses that they're in. Scottsdale Mint is a little overpriced, but they still have product. Thank you for all you do, Zach. Thank you very much. Scottsdale Mint, yes, uh, they are a uh, a smaller uh, owned mint, and they have their own metals that they will actually mint. I've purchased a number of things from Scottsdale, and, uh, and they are some... Uh, th- uh, here's the thing. Uh, I-, I will tell you this. If I were you, if you're looking to buy precious metals, you look for a number of different places that you feel safe purchasing from. Uh, you have them on deck, and you know that, like, when you want to buy something specific, you can look at each of those places and you just find the best price, basically. Uh, and uh, oftentimes at Scottsdale Mint, like they will have specials on coins that you can't get anywhere else uh, during the whole um, Wall Street bets uh, 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 thing that was happening with uh, with Game stop. Uh, You could get uh, gorilla coins from like the Congo. And I got like uh, I got a number of them. So uh, and they were pretty cheap. They were like 27 bucks a piece. So good stuff. All right. So not sure you will be able to use gold when they want you to use digital currency. This is the thing, guys. And this is going back to my statement that I've made on so many occasions. If you're purchasing products from Amazon or buying online or buying through a global conglomerate like Walmart, you're probably going to be forced to use digital currency or you're going to be forced to use their financial system. If you are creating relationships locally to barter and trade with your neighbors, Uh, giving stores of value for products they're producing, uh, then you don't have to use digital currency. You can use precious metals. You can offer your own talents for the services of someone else. This is why I have stressed that people need to create these relationships in their local communities. You guys, you you can create co-ops of people who care about the same things. Who are willing to help each other out so that we don't have to be reliant on their credit on, on their credit system, on their digital currency system, on what is essentially a, a beast model system. I don't think that we should be involving ourselves in that. I don't think we should be putting our money into that stuff. And I think that anytime you can do business with people that are your neighbors, anytime you can do business with your, your friends and family, anytime you can offer your own services so they don't have to go to Amazon or do something stupid like that, uh, then you're going to uh, you're going to be helping out and you're going to be starving that system of the money that it needs to be able to continue. Uh, Social Observer says the accelerationist in me says, bring on the collapse, because the faster the House of Cards comes down, the faster we can rebuild an amazing republic without a satanic banking cartel enslaving us. Yeah, uh, can't no you can't create a co-op by yourself you're absolutely right and, and I agree with you social observer uh, I think that that's exactly what's happening I mean I think that my entire life my entire adult life I've been waiting for the collapse of society I have seen the 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 gradual steps that have been taking place to bring it about and this is why I have consistently suggested that you guys get ready for this stuff if any of you are surprised that society is literally collapsing all around you then where the hell have you been have you seen any of my shows have you ever watched any of these programs because i've been telling you this is what's happening i think that's exactly where we're going i too believe that the quicker it happens the better we have to allow it to happen in the timeline that it will but yeah i think that the only way we can build something new in the place of this old and failed system is to have it all tear down all around us and i really do believe that's what they're doing right now all right you guys I got a bounce. I've got to get ready for my show tonight. Three hours from now on Badlands Media, myself and John Harold have another episode of Baseless Conspiracies. We're going to be talking about the banking conspiracies. We're going to take it back to the Rothschilds and the very first central banks and everything that goes along with that. So please join us here tonight. Let me go over here to, oh, shoot, I forgot to hit pause on Foxhole. Okay, I don't know if these are all of the gold pills, but I will thank everybody who is there. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Why not 1979 said, happy effing Monday. Much love. Vector 117 says, I will be Trump's pool boy. I'll do it for free. <laughs> oh, Just Duckies says, I think peaceful people need to be there tomorrow if it happens in order to contrast between good and bad actors. Yes, absolutely. But there will undoubtedly be people there who are... Agent provocateurs who are working to incite the crowd and you have to be able to discern the difference between the two of them. Do not allow yourself to get caught up in, in uh, you know, some flow of people or uh, listening to people with bullhorns telling you, you know, go inside the DA's office. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Filter Dog One says, best content for years. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Boise Blanc 89 dropped a cookie. Jess Duckies says, I thought McCarthy released J6 video to Tucker to slowly leak actual evidence in time for this event. It may have some connection. I'm not certain. Uh, but as it stands right now, uh, <laughs> Tucker has stopped his reports on January 6th, which is really too bad. Astyball Ball says thank you for all you do. Casey, thank you for the shades. Woke and walked, says Zach. The DeSantis video was muted for foxhole. Well, at least for me. That's very odd, because I definitely saw that it was going through there. Uh, Baseless Conspiracies tonight is Banking Conspiracies. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Asquatch, thank you for the shades. And then Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. And 123SKG, thank you for the can. And if I may, just one more time, thank you again to Social Observer for the couple of uh, Super Chats over there on Rumble. And I'm just a patriot with that $50 Super Chat. Really, really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Obviously, when you're directly supporting the show... Uh, you are allowing me to continue to do this work, and believe me, it is not easy, and there is all kinds of uh, safer things that I could be doing, but like I've told you many times in the past, I would not be able to sleep at night or to look myself in the mirror if I wasn't doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, want to see – oh, again, I need to say thank you to Lori Gallagher. Lori, my guest from uh, the people at Get the Machines Out in Texas, she donated over the weekend while I was hanging out with my daughter. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for that, Lori. You are so generous. I really appreciate it. And then I don't know if I thanked Warrior Mima, but she said, love you, Zach, and thank you for everything you do. All right, you guys, I appreciate you all being here. Thank you very, very much, and thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Hopefully I will see you tonight uh tomcat and you're welcome for me not letting muffin poop in your shoes earlier (laughs) all right i'll see you tonight good luck and god bless